What is up, beer drinkers? We got a great show for you this week. A lot of news, a lot of beer news. Actually, there's quite a few beer news stories, six of them in total this week. So we, we talk a lot about the beer industry and a little bit about our own personal lives. I know, shit, it was 12 days ago when this comes out, but, you know, we talk about what happened, what we did on the 4th of July. It was probably... The average, what, what the average American did. Um, there's some of you out there that are more fun than us, and some of you out, uh, some of you out there that are more boring than us. So, yeah, you know, you can compare in your own hits. Um, and we also, in our cold brew list, we list the five best beer gardens in the United States. Now, we all know that some of the best beer gardens are probably in Germany, but in these here. Little old 50 United States, we list the top five. So, I don't know. Did Have you ever been to one of them? Eh, we'll see. Uh, what else uh, did we talk about? I pretty much covered everything. We drink some delicious beers, and we also untap our beer. So, follow us on Untapped, Cold Brew Podcast. Also on Instagram, Cold Brew Podcast. If you want to get a hold of us, Instagram is the best way. I'm always out there. In fact, I am scrolling through Instagram right now while I am recording this. Not even paying attention. I am on autopilot. So follow us on Instagram and Untapped and Twitter if you want. I think I tweeted out the other day. Like I said, I tweeted out the fact that I uh, I mentioned to uh, the Craft Brewers Guild of Arizona that, hey, it's time for a beer fest. And I'm going to be on them. I'm, I'm going to start looking every day to see if they tweeted anything or if they Instagrammed anything. And I'm going to be like, hey, where's the Brewfest? Where's the Brewfest? Where's the Brewfest? I'm going to be like the annoying nine-year-old kid in the backseat when we're going to get there. That's what I'm going to be. I said nine because my daughter's nine. And so I'm going to be doing that until we get a fucking beer fest in Arizona. It's about goddamn time. If, if I have to take my vaccination card to get in, I'll fucking take my vaccination card to get in. I'll have my ID, my Vax card, give me some beer. Um, yeah, so that's about it. Uh, one thing happened this week. I don't know if you guys heard, but Miami Beer Brigade, the, you know, the Instagrammer, uh, the beer influencer, the the beer hauler. Like, I think he called himself a beer mule. <laughs> it seemed like it. He got him to, himself into a spot of trouble that he's not going to be out of it for a while. And, hey, you know, uh, too long didn't read. He got a DUI, and I, yeah, he got a DUI, and I think I believe he hit somebody. So we, I'll get into that more. If you guys hadn't heard, um, we will be getting into that next week's show because I want to get Twister Chromatics take on it. So without much further ado, it's time for another cold brew. What's up, Chrome? It's our turn, baby. Beer reviews. We got the beer and the Gucci is beer news. We Gucci, baby. This ain't our job, <laughs> but we're still fly. You know we're the flyers. Barely pay our rent. We still pay Cause our all our money is spent. Hey, you know that's right. On barrel eight styles mm. and barley wines. That's barley wines, though. We raise a glass to our heroes who have passed. R.I.P. Sports TV. Talk about anything, our shenanigans. We do what we want, cause we're cold brew. We're cold brew, baby. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. Coming at you from Parts Unknown. And we are Cold Brew. How you doing this week, man? It's hot. hot (laughs) It's hot out here for a play. Yeah, I know uh, you Arizonian folk uh, are used to this, but it's new to me. Yeah, it's uh, I, I get it. The the central, central, but Central Valley of California is being hit hard right now. Right, too anyway. hard. And then we got these damn earthquakes. Going on. Damn what? Red what? Earthquake. Oh, the earthquakes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there one today? No. 
Oh, okay. oh that's right. Okay. <laughs> no, right. Seriously, I haven't felt it. Yeah. I haven't felt an earthquake in forever. I just hear about it. Oh, okay. Well, in California, I mean, you're used to, if, if you go into like the, the U.S. geological sites, there's always earthquakes in California. Just they're too small to feel. All right, man. Uh, never about earthquakes. Let's get to the beer, shall we? All right. So I have from a newer brewery down here in Arizona, Pipeworks. Pipeworks is out of Chicago, Illinois. And I have their Infinite Citra. It is a 7.0% alcohol by volume beer and let me look this up real quick on on the intranet i, I forgot to uh, i apologize so unprofessional of me this week like a <laughs> like i'm the epitome of of uh professionalism but infinite citra well you know on the can it says 7.0 but on untapped it says 7.3 and of course it is a citra hopped IPA and that is all the information that I get from untapped. So without further ado, Papa. Oh uh shout out to Eddie Gomez. Alright, what uh, do you got? I have from Highwater Brewing out in beautiful Lodi, California. There my neck, my back. My neck, my back, lick my puss and my crack. <laughs> and you're a sucker for the my box style. I know that. Right. You know that's one of the things. I, I'm okay. So I'm I'm a visiting family in the the northern central valley, if you will. And uh, you know, I figured, hey, I'll check out High Water. They're 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 close to me right now. They're in my proximity. I'll go up there and, and check them out and. Uh, I saw they had a, a Maybach on the on the board, so I'm like, hey, that's a style I like. Why don't I get that? Okay. So, yeah, I got it. Sure enough, here we go for the show. Now, unfortunately, uh, not a lot about it on the actual website of Highwater. They um, they rely on the, the untapped link. So, yeah. according to this, this is a, a box. Either a, a Hell's box or a Maybach or a Lent box. Hmm. That category. Right. And then this is a collaboration brew with Boulder Brewing Company. Uh, brewed at Sleeping Giant in Denver. Um, it's their first anniversary beer for the Lodi Tap Room. Even though I know they've been open for more than a year. Yeah. Super drinkable and refreshing. And then, unfortunately, because it's on tap, I kind, of, I kind of saw what people already rated as. You know, um, yeah, real yeah. quick, it's a uh, five point. 5.50 ABV, uh, 18 IBQ. Uh, I won't say what the ratings are until later, but I'm just reading some of the comments. And real quick, there's a rating that's a half a rating <laughs> from the state. From okay, I'm just gonna call it out because people go there, they'll see it. It's for Kenzie and he's drinking my box or my neck, my box by high water. And she wrote, Awful. Jimmy said it does not look or taste like a box. <laughs> you need to forward that to uh, uh, WTF Untapped or Untapped WTF, whatever the guy's name right. is on Instagram. And there's a picture. And if this guy in the picture is Jimmy, I don't know. I don't know if he's the most uh, the beer authoritative person in the world. <laughs> I knew a guy named Jimmy. He lived out in Toluca Lake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because uh, I got a collar of this stuff. Papa. Ooh, right. Very nice. They fill it to the top. You know, some crawlers, you know, sometimes they leave a little room in it for whatever fucking reason. Maybe they oh, don't yeah, know. Definitely the top. Oh, okay. I like it when you when you pop over the crawler and it like it's like already like coming out. You know, of, of the yeah, lid. It's got that little tension bubble on the, on the bottom. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love that. <laughs> what was that called? You, you learned that in uh, in high school physics. 
<laughs> the whole concept of water is Oh but, yeah, uh, the, the surface tension. There you go. <laughs> but there's a, there's a, a term for the dome. I forgot what's up. Oh, there yeah. is. Okay, I just know that the, it was surface tension that's keeping that that little dome going on, and that's what the uh, mosquitoes and flies can fucking stand on. And drink from and take off and on. Yeah. Hey, you remember that show, uh, Mister Wizard? Oh yeah, I love that. Remember, remember when he? I don't know if you remember the episode, but he like, like. Put some powder on top of, he had an aquarium full of water and then he put some powder on top of the surface of the water and then he reached down yeah. into the water and grabbed yeah, like a rock like, like a podium or something like that yeah 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 <laughs> i mean your hands covered with the powder afterwards but it wasn't wet fucking crazy right. ass fucking mr wizard that was he was before bill nye it was mr wizard was first and right. then bill nye definitely 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 all right so right. yeah so uh, this infinite citra, of course, it is a uh, citra hopped. It's, it's a dry hopped citra IPA. It's everything you would expect. There, they came out with four different beers out here. Pipeworks. There's a mosaic, and I forgot what the other did. Another one was a haze. I, I just grabbed this one just because it said citra on it. I know I like citra, so I grabbed this one, and it's really good. A lot of tropical fruit flavors. A lot of citrus notes, exactly what you expect from a citrus IPA, and uh, I mean I like it. Although I, I don't know why I grabbed it, just because it, it I knew what I was gonna get, and it's, it's I mean I guess it delivers. It's not like say I grab this one, it's a citrus IPA, and then you grab it and you're like, oh, but like what the fuck is this off flavor? Like it, it it there's no off flavor. It's perfect. It is it's clear and it's a very good first beer from Pipeworks. However, it is getting lost in all the the IPA ness that is seems to be prevalent. So, all right, um, how's your beer? How's your Bach? Um, I'm sipping it. It's a uh, it's actually kind of a a light body for a Bach. Okay. You know I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying um, the. Uh, the breadiness is uh, is more just of a lighter stuff. All right. And it, it's not hoppy or bitter at the end. Mm-hmm. Of course. But just a few sips into it, um, see how it opens up, and we'll go. Right on, man. All right. So we will rate these later on our on our untapped portion of the show. So friend us, and we'll friend you back. Just search, search Cold Brew Podcast, man. Really cannot talk again today. It's not, not like I've been an eloquent speaker this whole fucking, all these five and a half, six years. All right. So we will, un, we will untap these later and we will rate our beers. But for now, it's time for the beer news. All right, there's a. I've got a quite a few beer stories today, so I'm gonna try to scoot on through these really quick. The first one comes from uh, Romper.com, and here's a big eye opener: drinking non-alcoholic beer during pregnancy comes with some risks. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you understand the the makeup or the the ratings on non-alcoholic beer you, you will know that there is some alcohol or there's trace amounts of alcohol in them and so the the common what should i say understanding of alcohol in pregnancy is it's a there's there should be none there should be no alcohol um consumed while you're pregnant for the uh i mean as you very probably very now drinking can cause problems with babies learning and attention span as well as negatively impacting their behavior and coordination um, heavier drinking can result in lower than average height and weight and problems with brain development so no al- amount of alcohol is deemed safe during pregnancy given its link to fetal alcohol syndrome i remember reading a story like maybe three or four years ago saying it's okay to have like a half a glass of red wine but it seems like with this story i mean with the antioxidants, maybe it offsets the alcohol, but I I don't know. It's just why why risk it, right? All right, definitely. 
So anyway, so as you know, the non-alcoholic beer does contain alcohol because they remove the alcohol after the fermentation process. So it doesn't get rid of all of it because according to, I don't know if it's USDA or the the federal um, tobacco and, and whatever regular or regulatory body um, governs the the um, the alcohol content in beer they say that anything less than 0.5% can be labeled as non-alcoholic so there is still trace amounts of alcohol in it and even some they in this article they noted that some alcohol non-alcoholic beer that was tested um rate like rated even like higher than one percent so just stay away from it. that's all i gotta say um next i want to talk about is something another labeling issue brew dog is in the fucking news yet again i know we just talked about their gold can but this time BrewDog Instagram ad is banned for misleading health claims. Uh, an Instagram post for its clean and press hard seltzer said, due to advertising regulations, we cannot claim this drink is healthy. That was their uh, their Instagram post, but confirmed with the reference to low calorie claims. So, uh, let me see here. Um, the company's ad for its clean and press seltzer ran in January said, quote, even though clean and press is only 90 calories per can with no carbs or sugar and a little bit of alcohol, this is not a health drink. If you're looking for a health drink, do not drink clean <laughs> and press. So the uh, the authority of, was it the ASA? I talked about the, uh, the European um, body that controls advertising. Uh, says that they, uh, they can't claim that their beer is... Is healthy even though it's only 90 calories per can and contains no carbs or sugar so they fucked up a little bit they said it was tongue-in-cheek when they when they posted that it's all, all this backtracking like when you once something's out there it's kind of hard to take it back it is and it is you can't walk the backstage yeah it's, it's really hard to don't forget Speaking of advertising, Heineken has experienced some backlash over their pro-vaccination ad. Now, this is mostly in the UK. Uh, 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 Hashtag boycott Heineken was trending on Twitter in the UK on Friday after the brewer posted an ad showing older generations partying in a club with the caption, cheers to the vaccinated, time to join them. The ad celebrates a group of vaccinated seniors who are able to safely get back out to enjoy bars and clubs and socialize again, something we're all look forward to, looking forward to, a Heineken spokesperson told Yahoo Finance UK. It's all about supporting the hospitality industry and getting back into bars, restaurants safely so we could be all together again, they added. More than 45.6 million people in the UK have received at least one dose of coronavirus jab is part of a program that prioritizes those age 50 and above. But Heineken's post has upset anti-vaxxers, the term used to describe someone who is opposed to a vaccine. Thank you for explaining that, Yahoo Finance. Um, these people believe vaccines are unsafe and even a fringe on their human rights. They often deny the validity of science that supports their use despite the world health organization categorically stating that vaccines prevent people from getting seriously ill or dying from COVID-19 and wants everybody to be jabbed. So, um, yeah, they're, they're upset that Heineken is, is supporting vaccinations. Now, far be it for me to support Heineken because I do not like their beer. But I mean, uh, what's what's the big deal? Why why boycott? I mean, why? I guess we've talked about this before. People going on social media to voice their opinions um, that really don't need to be voiced. Like instead of telling people to boycott Heineken, just boycott it yourself. And who gives a fuck what what, what you think about it? Uh, yeah, you know the whole uh, what did I say? 
the whole fact that vaccination became politicized mm-hmm. makes it hard for a uh, company to not enter the political realm if they do if they come in like right and you know uh, I guess you want to call it for capitalism or whatever it's uh, about making money right so uh, mm-hmm. stay silent or stay neutral and uh, you get money from both sides right <laughs> that is one way but if you look at corporations they um, advertise left and they lobby right Does that make sense? Yeah. Like when they market, they market to the social causes and stuff. But when it comes to um, government and regulations and stuff, they want to support the the right because usually traditionally conservatives in this country um, support uh, non-regulated rules and policies. Anyway, I agree with that statement. (laughs) So yeah, market left. And vote right. That's that's what corporations all about. And if you don't fucking see that by now, then you're not really fucking paying attention. I don't I don't know what to tell you. All right, let's move right along so uh, we can get out of the political realm. But you know, have you ever heard of the brewery Rare Barrel? I'm not too sure. Oh, but where are they out of? Berserkly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make, so, they make like sours and ciders, right? There you go. Yeah, I don't know about ciders, but they definitely do make sours. That's their specialty. They are right. definitely a niche craft brewery out of the uh, the Bay Area, out of Berkeley, California. Since 2013, they set themselves apart with their very specific focus. The company makes sour beer and sour beer alone. They don't do anything else. That's what they do. But I mean, the... There's always a, a spot in a market for a niche brewery like that. Especially one like Rare Barrel where they get people from all over the, uh, not only the country, but the world coming to try their beers because they do a very good job. It's not like they are the only um, sour beer game in town, but they are one of the best. And one of the world's best. Anyway, um, the co-founder, Alex Wallish, Tells um, Nosh uh, at, on uh, what was this at a BerkeleySide.com that uh, he's he's launching a new spinoff called Hello Friend. So it's a new beer. It's a new brewery called Hello Friend. Um, they got three new beers, which are none of our sour. So he wants to branch out. He wants to brew different beers, but just than just sour beers. So they have a new brand called Hello Friend. It's a new business actually. Um, the reason for the new business, which Wallace claims is a side hustle, came down to changing taste. For the last eight or nine years, we've been focused on barrel-aged sour beer. He said, "That's why we love to. Or that's what we love to drink at the time, and it was hard to find back then. But now, he says he wants to make IPAs and pilsners too. They are coming out with their Hello Friend business or their beer brewery. Wallace uh, said that Hello Friend will be approachable to everyone." With more affordable offerings. Yeah, because that's the one thing about Rail Barrel. Is there are barrel-aged sour beers. And so they're expensive. You know, and, and and sours aren't readily approachable to the casual beer drinker. So not only is it approachable to everyone. And more affordable offerings of the moment. Brews like a 5% classic Pilsner. And a hazy IPA. In other words, all the beer styles we haven't been making. The name. And so it's not like they have to dissolve or not dissolve but just like uh you know say, say they came out with pilsners and ipas under the name rare barrel it would kind of like diminish the name like the brand that they worked so hard to to obtain it would kind of be like it, it's they it almost like they sold out you know what i mean right. so instead of doing all that they are starting their own a uh, different brand called hello friend so I mean, if, if they are as good as they are making IPAs and Pilsers as they are with their sour barrel-aged sour beers, I think uh, the Bay Area is in for a treat. Now that you say their name more, and I'm reminded of their sours, cool for them because, you know, they are known as a sour brewery mm-hmm. or a sour beer brewery. Nothing wrong with starting a second line with the, a different identity, you will. Thank and, you. Um, yeah. 
I'm interested to see what would come in that. Yeah, I I think they. I mean, if, I think they're they're gonna brew some good beer out there. So stay tuned for that Bay Area. And the last story I want to get to is so we we talked about Rat Magnet before. Of course, if you're in the in the beer community, you know Rat Magnet, uh, Brian Allen from Notch Brewing. In her stories section of the of her inner of her Instagram page, um, she allowed people from the all over the beer community to um, speak of their tales of sexism in the industry, and of course, has brought about this uh, um, this this uh, wind of change. I, I like to call it because of the Rat Magnet revelations and it's just people talking about it now, and hopefully, it. Um, changes the beer community for the better but now there is a beer behind that wind of change called brave noise it's a pale ale it's a 4.5 percent abv it's advocating for a safe and discrimination free beer industry and you can go to instagram uh, brave noise beer it's a brave noise global collab brew Launches to advocate a safe and discrimination-free beer industry. You can also go to Brave. Where is it? Brave No. Oh, BraveNoiseBeer.com. So this seems like it's a another one of those industry-wide collaborations or like an open recipe. So anyone could brew it as long as they donate to a, a worthy cause. Let's see. I'm on the website right now. Collaboration with the big goal of safe and discrimination-free beer industry. Brave Noise is advocating for safe spaces and inclusive environments by requesting breweries be transparent with their policies and commit to long-term work. What started out as a simple question on a on Brienne Allen's Instagram story, have you ever experienced sexism in the beer industry, quickly became an inquiry that set out sent out shockwaves throughout craft beer, subsequently inspiring a bevolution. <laughs> that's what it says on the website to keep the momentum going to honor those who have spoken out about their gender discrimination racism sexual assault and harassment and to bring further awareness to the issues that women bpos bipoc and lgbtq plus individuals face in craft beer so i'm glad they're there i mean it started off as sexism and you and i have talked about it there's also a racism and um and homophobia and stuff. So they're 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 being inclusive, not just with sexism, but also with the uh, other issues involved. And you know, I like to throw in there maybe even uh, um, uh, mentally uh, handicapped or mentally challenged people. Here are the steps that they uh, lay out for the breweries that want to be involved. Step one: fill out this form and include a link to your code of conduct. Step two. Brew Brave Noise Pale Ale and publish your code of conduct for staff and customers upon its release. Donate 100% of the beer's proceeds to a rev- relevant charitable or nonprofit organization. And step four, make a commitment to change. Commit to the long-term work for inclusive and safe environments to best support staff and customers. So there you go. Go to bravenoisebeer.com. Any of the brewers out there who want to be, who listen to the show and want to get involved. I'm sure you've already seen it on Instagram. So, um, but it's still a, uh, it's worth repeating. So I can't wait to see what this beer tastes like. Yeah. Got a lot of hype behind it. Yep. Yes, definitely. That is true. All right, um, that does it for the beer news. So you know what time it is. It's time for your. It's time for you to shine. It's my favorite segment of the show. It's time for the cold brew list. As we As proceed, we proceed yeah. to oh. give you what to you need. So let me ask you this: uh, <laughs> Is COVID over? <laughs> no, it definitely is Are not. Are you right now saying COVID is over? <laughs> no, oh. I will not make that statement on the show. <laughs> it, it, it's funny when, uh, oh shoot, I'm sorry, tangent here, but I know I share, I listen to the, the Pat McAfee show, oh my God, when, uh, 
when stuff happens and they say COVID's over, like uh, and they all go crazy. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the, all the little side, <laughs> all the little side parts. Yeah. And then for a couple, <clears throat> oh shoot, it's not like three weeks ago when that golfer got COVID, like he had to scratch uh, on Sunday. Oh yeah, the John Rom, I think he ended up winning the fucking the, yeah, the yeah, Open. Yeah. Right, right, but that, but uh, when, when that happened, uh, like they're like, hey guys. I guess COVID wasn't over, you know. That, that, that <laughs> oh, it's a, like a, re, re, a re, recurring joke on this show. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Okay. They, they even like get a callback. Like again, uh, <laughs> you know, with the uh, Japanese banning the uh, the crowd. I, I forgot their joke on that. Yeah. Oh, like, but you know, oh. but real quick on on yeah. that, they waited a whole year, and they still won't let fucking people. In. <laughs> but, yeah, good call on that, guys. Appreciate it. All right, All right go ahead. Uh, what's what's uh, why? Why do you ask? Why do you why do you ask if COVID's over? Well, because more things are opening up. Uh, yes. People are uh, socializing, and uh, of course, drink right? That's right. If you're over twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a list uh, of the best beer gardens in the U.S. Hey, so all right. Garden. So, you know, when you think of beer gardens, you think of, uh, you know, the outdoors. Out, yeah. The, uh, the, the nice weather, the, uh, the light atmosphere, you know. Uh, I think you know, uh, still, when I think of beer gardens, not, mm-hmm. not a lot of music, you know. No, no DJ, no, no hard hitting bass, just maybe some, uh, some ambient background noise, like the occasional maybe live band. Yeah, same poker. Yeah, <laughs> but also, you know what? What I think of too is uh, um, those picnic uh, style benches, like the park benches type. You know, the uh, oh. the table with the attached uh, bench to it. You're just calling everything Oktoberfest, huh? <laughs> Pretty much, communal table. Not all of them, but some of them. And the, there's also an element of uh, foliage too. Hence the term garden, right? Like, you know, like, you know, just like, you know, like trees and, and maybe some. Yeah, trees for shade. That's, that's, a, that's always a plus. Yeah. Right. Or, or we'll, a lot of places will do canopy because uh, it's uh, in a more money making area rather than an outdoor area. Yeah, because people like to be uh, outside, but sorry, they don't want to sit in direct sunlight the whole fucking time. I. <laughs> well, not me. I'm a, I like I like being outside, but I like being outside in shade. Yeah. Um. So, best beer garden cities. Should I do uh, one to six or six to one? Um. You know, since we, we don't know what, what's going to be on the list, just do one to six. Yeah. No, I should do six. To one. <laughs> All right, six to one. Because it's a countdown. It's, it's not because we don't know who's going to be in it. You know. What I mean? Okay. All right. All right. Number six is Moon River Brewing Company in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, Savannah, Georgia! They got more like a molasses pouring out of your mouth. <laughs> 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 there has been a murder in for which you are a suspect. <laughs> Great. Let me just go out to my I car for a second. <laughs> oh, I love it. Dude, that's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> it ever. really is a great episode. <laughs> Talk about The Office out there for those of you who don't know. Yeah. All right, yeah. go ahead. And even at the end of the standoff. Oh, yeah, the Mexican standoff? Yeah. Andy revealed he was a double agent. Everybody's and a double agent. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's always a person you must, you must medium suspect. Therefore, it is Phyllis. Yes. <laughs> all right, man. Let's just get to, let's get to the list because we could be here for a half hour repeating all the yeah. lines from the show. All right, but the the thing about this one is uh, potentially a haunted beer garden, Ooh. as the legend goes. I like it. Hey, if, if the if the ghost wants me to pour me more beer, I'm all for it. Uh, next is the Esterbrook Beer Garden in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ooh, nice. 
let's see, it's uh, what's it called? It's marked as America's first truly public beer garden in nearly a hundred years. Oh wow! All right, I can see that. Modeled after modern day Unix. You know, it, of course, they have uh, yeah tables and umbrellas. Okay. <laughs> you know, I can see uh, the, being like a lot of the beer gardens up in the northern part of the country being more uh, popular because in the summer, it's like it's like the perfect weather up there, right? It's like in the seventies and and sunny and and gorgeous. Because in the winter, nobody comes out; they're all like burrow in their own fucking hibernation chambers. Right, right. Going going back to uh, Pat McAfee, he makes fun of uh, you know the the whole um, Aaron Rodgers thing. Mm-hmm. Like what's uh, being in uh, the Wisconsin area, like being member of a country club, big deal. You can only go three months out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, and down here in Arizona, it's like totally opposite. Like everyone uh, stays inside during the summer, and then in the winter we, we come out. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to fermented reality beer garden. Ooh, I like okay. the name. Out of Tampa, Florida. Oh, okay. Where they nice. got. Where they got Tom Brady throwing trophies in the water. <laughs> no, no, it didn't get in the water. But he was throwing them and he was in water. <laughs> so. yeah, the, the, the person on the, who's the receiver was on a boat. That is correct. Okay. Um, let's see. The fan favorite locals and tourists like. Yeah, oh, no. It only opened in uh, 2018. Oh, wow. All right. So it's making some headway early. Yeah. Uh, number three. Mm-hmm. Schultz. 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 Wait, what? Say it again. Schultz. Rath. Schultz. Okay. Uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Ooh, n- nice. Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville? That's what I think. <laughs> Again, big place, German style, German theme, um, German beer. Um, you know what you got too, and not to not to knock Knoxville, if you will, mm-hmm. um, especially because of where I live. I, I don't see a lot of. Uh, you know Tennessee and beer. Yeah, yeah. Neither do I. They they don't distribute very far out of uh, their their area of the country. I think. Yeah, uh, and I'm not familiar with like a, a cult beer in that region. I'm not saying there's not there. I'm just saying, you know, uh, I'm not not so doesn't uh, what's it called come to mind when I think. I think uh, uh, I want to say, say yeah, I want to say, yeah, um, against the grain, you've had their beer. They're, they have that one, the brown note. There's a, uh, oh, oh, the Santa. Yeah, the there's, uh, yeah, the, they're out of Lu- the Louisville. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, the, okay, I guess that's, everything I <laughs> well, that's the one of the only ones. They, they have the, not just about Knoxville. I apologize, David. <laughs> For the history of the world, I, I, my, our sincerest apologies. But I, uh, I've had I re- the. I read that every time. I read that. They're 35K, they're, they're Bowen Luke, and then they're um, Citra Ass Down. I've had that one, and the, the Brown Note. That one's so gross. The, the Can Art is gross. But other than that, yeah, there, there's not a lot of uh, Kentucky breweries that, that make it out here, or even Tennessee breweries, since you're talking about Knoxville. These beer gardens, I guess uh, I guess another thing about beer gardens, too, it, it, they serve food, too, right? Like uh, pub-style or German-style food, like all the worsts. I'd imagine there's a few that comment, you know, they, they serve, like, big pretzels and, uh, you know, burgers and stuff like that. However, some say that you could bring your own picnic table and do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Oh, your own picnic table. Holy shit. Hey, uh, I'm looking at the... <laughs> the I guess. Buckets of fried chicken. 
I gotta send you this. I, I, I know you're doing the list, but let me take this picture and send it to you of uh, their their beer. Against the Green has a beer called Jorge Castana. What what name does that remind you of? Santa. <laughs> That's right. Here, I'm gonna send you this one here. And check out this. This is that one from the uh, what's it? Uh, the photograph he took, the boudoir picture. Uh, you remember the boudoir picture George took? Yeah, I just sent it to you. I texted it to you right now. I know you're 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 probably reading the the cold brew list off your phone right now, but just <laughs> go to your text real quick. Okay. <laughs> It's their take. It's the that against the awesome. green take. <laughs> All right, good. Get back to your list. So you, that was the uh, the Knoxville one. Um, was that number three or number I like, two? I, I I lost count. I believe that was three. Okay. Uh, yeah, take your time. Let's see, number two. Mm-hmm. The Lowry Beer Garden in Denver, Colorado. Now, there you go. Now, I'm not forgetting. Not knocking Nashville, but like, I'm glad Denver is on this list. Ranked pretty high. Because uh, when I think of craft beer, I think of Denver as a, or Colorado as a, as a Mecca, if you will. Or one of these many Meccas. Right. Actually, one of the few Meccas. Yeah. Um, yeah, Colorado would be however, one. Yeah. yeah. However, like them having a, a venue... Uh, in this capacity for uh, all their their craft beer work and uh, craft beer fans, awesome. right? And that's where the uh, the Great American Beer Fest is held every year. For I mean, I guess maybe they they kind of chose Denver because it's a uh, it's very centrally located in the country, but there's a lot of good craft beer out there too. Right. And number one. Mm-hmm. And I think the name will give away the location. All right. Raleigh Beer Garden. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ra- okay, Raleigh Beer Garden. Ra- Raleigh Beer Garden. All right. I told you that. So I'm guessing it's because like, edit, it's in... Edit, edit, edit. You and your Raleigh. edits. <laughs> Fucking shot color out of here. So I'm guessing... Hey, edit all that up. Yeah, yeah. All this, all this. Uh, we're talking over each other. I'll, yeah, I'll edit it out. Sure, sure. Yeah, like you got nothing better to do this weekend. <laughs> right. So I'm guessing they're out of North Carolina. <laughs> yes. Right on. Is that what they raised up at? Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> what? Uh, why? Why are they number one? Does it give you a little write up? Um. They hold the Guinness World Record for most beers on tap. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. If you're a beer garden, you got beer. Shit. There you go. Number one. 350 varieties. How many? 350. Wow. So maybe not just on tap, but maybe they, they count the bottles too, right? No, you're not supposed to do that. If you say you have some on tap, you need to tap that. <laughs> it's on call. Like, you know, like, no, seriously. Like, people have, like, you know, 500 beers on call. I mean, that's great, but they might have a tap of 100, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can't see them having a tap of 350. 350 taps? Well, you need to... You know, you throw in some of the Mexican beers and Bud Light. <laughs> throw, throw that to them. Throw in a seltzer over there? Yeah, they truly on tap. Very healthy. I'm serious, man. That's great. I mean, I be- you know, I believe it. They have it, but yeah, I think I could see a lot of studies uh, going stale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. It's too many. All right, so is that it? Yes. And that concludes this week's period. Very nice. Very nice. How's your beard treating you? Good. I'm liking it. Not loving it. All right, so we are going to untap our beers right now on untapped so go ahead and get your phones out and check out to see what we rated our beers so you had what'd you have 
I had the High Water Brewing Company, My Neck, My Back. Oh, that's right. My Neck, My Back, and let's see here. Search. Uh, I, I totally can't find this one. Hold on. It's M-A-I. Oh, there it is. My neck, my see, I, I spelled the my neck with the M Y, and then uh, Maybach is M A. So is it, yeah, maybe it's May neck. Uh, what would you like to rate this beer at? Uh, I'm gonna give it a three two five. Three two five. Right now has an overall rating of three point seven two. So we're gonna give it a three two five. Now I know you are a connoisseur of these of this style, so. Um, what are your three notes and why did you rate it so low? Um, it, it's kind of on the, on the lighter style. Okay. Um, so it's it, it's not even a uh, what you call it. I, of course, the my box out to me is not a heavy hitter. It's okay. not even like a medium hitter. This one just comes through like pretty light. Too I mean, subtle, it's huh? That's a nice flavor. Yeah, it's, it's there. You go. It's too subtle. Okay. It's a little understated. All right, so the, yeah, the, the my bark, you, you really want the 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 that malt. You, you really want to be inundated yeah. with the malt flavors, right? Thank you for speaking. To me. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm just asking questions. I'm not really trying to speak for you. No, no, I I, I like this time you you're you're reading my mind. It's, okay. It's, oh, nice. Be a, a ass, but <laughs> like like the other ninety nine percent of the time that you and I communicate. There you go. I swear to God, ladies and gentlemen, I want to choke this guy half the time when we're texting. <laughs> He's always on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't want to text him, but I don't want to text with him, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are your three notes on this beer? <laughs> All right, so... Uh, light. All right. Um, semi sweet. Oh, semi sweet. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bach. <laughs> All right. Bach. I'm gonna spell Bach dash Y. And save. Check in. All right, so mine, um, the Infinite Citra, it's good. It, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. Um, it's not, I wouldn't give it like a three and a half or, or you know, or three. Um, just because I'm not, it's not um, remarkable or I'm not impressed. Um, because I don't know, I don't know what, at this point, I don't know what the hell my fucking palate really wants. Um, to be impressed, but it is really good. It is a solid um, IPA. I'm gonna give this one a four. I think that's the the, the best I can rate it um, without because um, yeah, I'm <laughs> to uh, paraphrase another George Costanza line. Um, I'm not Gaga over it. Just once in my life, I'd like to be Gaga. So Infinite Citra, I'm gonna give it a four. Has an overall rating of 3.89. We have one friend who checked in, gave it a four as well. That would be Mike Patterson. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think this Mike Patterson is a home brewer. No, I guess not. I, I was thinking of some uh, uh, Mike Peterson out here in Arizona because this guy's from Chesterfield, Missouri. So I apologize to Mike. I misremembered. Um, I misremember who, uh, uh, the home brewer out here. Anyway, so Infinite Citra, I gave it a 4. 4.0. It is definitely citric. So I'm right. Citric. Um, it is uh, crisp. And there's a little sweetness to it. A little little citrus sweetness to it. So I'm going to go. I'm going to write sweetness. Not just sweet, but sweetness. All right. Save and check in. All right, so there's a, a couple things I wanted to bring up um, 
during our drunken shenanigans. The first thing is, what what date is it today? Uh, Saturday. Saturday, July tenth. Did you know that I've been here for ten for ten years for five years? I was July sixth is when I moved to Arizona, so I've been here five years now, man. You know, that makes sense. I was looking at my uh, timeline uh, yeah. on Facebook and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it, like last week popped up uh, when we did your your farewell farewell tour in, uh, in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. And just some events, some other events around that time. So, yeah, man. Wow. Congrats. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Time flies, right? Time flies when you're drinking beer. Oh, definitely. Um, some of the notable things, well, when I first moved out here, I moved out to uh, Glendale and I was at an apartment. I kind of miss my apartment, kind of like the, like the little community I lived in. You know, I had the gym and the pool because I kind of miss those because those are some nice amenities to have. Um, I don't miss the uh, the elephant that was living upstairs, though. <laughs> I don't miss that at all. Um, I told you because you're on uh, opposite schedule, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then, what do you call it? The I miss, uh, I kind of miss Westgate was right there. So for those of you who do not know, Westgate is like a little. Yeah, it's not just a little. It's a. Uh, it was like a huge like entertainment complex, and so they had a, a AMC movie theater, a, like tons of restaurants, maybe like what 20, 25 restaurants. Um, Gila River Arena was there. That's where the Coyotes play and. Also a bunch of concerts, and then if uh, like another block, two blocks over was the state, or now it's called State Farm Stadium. Forgot what it was called back then when I first moved out here, but that's where the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals play. University of Phoenix. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it was the University of Phoenix Stadium. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I remember our dad asking me if the University of Phoenix actually had a team. <laughs> Because he didn't know it was just an online university, I guess. Um, anyway, so yeah, I miss, I miss, the, or, you know, I kind of miss that. I don't miss the uh, um, not um, building my own wealth by just, you know, giving money for a lease. But at the same time, um, it was kind of nice to be next to a, a big entertainment um, district. So there's that. Um, there's all the, the breweries I have been to. I think I've been to more Arizona breweries than I have California breweries but that's because when we started this what like in this is our sixth year so in 2015 when we started this in in earnest um that's when we started going to breweries a lot and I uh, I guess uh, uh but like a year later I moved here so really like I only had a year of going to California breweries and I've been going to breweries at, in Arizona for like five years now yeah and, and I could say that too, and maybe we'll talk about this later, but like, for me, like, I went to a lot of places, but I wasn't into beer, like, as much as I am now. Like, you know yeah. I mean? So we go back and see what was really going on with the boards back then versus just me getting something simple or something kind of trendy, you know, at the mm -hmm. time. Uh, it, it'd be interesting. Right. No, yeah. I, that, that, that's, that's where, that's where I'm at too. Um. So yeah, so uh, I mean, Arizona's been great to me, and I hope I've contributed just as much as they've added to uh, the show. Right. So yeah, that was uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, all right, so moving on. Um, one more thing. So I was uh, cruising through, um, cruising. I was uh, surfing through uh, Netflix the other day, and I came up on that. I don't know if, if you've seen it on Netflix. There's three movies uh, called Fear Street. Have you seen these on, on Netflix? There's like a 1994, a 1978, and a 1666. There's three movies. They're all connected. And there's so... Uh, I, I, just, I, I just saw it in the thumbnails today. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I watched the first one. Uh, the first one is the 1994 one. And it's a, uh, it's a, it's a horror movie. It's a slasher fic. A f slasher... Uh, flick actually it, it's very reminiscent to like say like a scream or something um because i think Wait, that's what they're trying to emulate it, yeah 
is it parody or is it legit or no no it, it's it's a real it's Oops. a it's not like a it's not like scary movie or anything <laughs> it's its own uh it's a real horror film um in a, in a it's a slasher type of uh, motif it's pretty good i mean it's got a good story there's there's, there's a good uh a, the, the three are connected if you watch the first one that you'll immediately you'll easily understand how the other two are connected to this one um because there's also like an element like a like a a witch a witchery type element to it almost like a stephen king type like how this the uh, it like always reoccurs like every 17 years or whatever the case might be because of some type of horror that went on back in the day that caused a curse on this one town so it's kind of like that so that's that's how the other the other ones are connected and um it's pretty good the only thing negative thing i could say is so it's takes place in 1994 the story does so there's a lot of uh, nostalgia and then maybe to a fault there's a lot of nostalgia they, they they like to play a lot of old 1990 songs and which is great but it takes them over a half an hour to get to a fucking hip-hop song so I, I was a little bit upset about that but it, they, they kind of hit you a little bit over the head with the old nostalgia trying to get the feels like i thought they were pandering i i guess at first it was kind of cool but then they did it so much it, it felt like they were pandering to like our generation um in the movie you know what i'm saying yeah you so, know i could disassociate the, the the best way to uh to like enforce or thrust the time piece on people is, is the music you know what I mean? yeah but it, they, they oh overdo it on the music uh, in the beginning but then again, but but as far as the story goes, it's a good story. I mean, they didn't need to do it. That that that's something that I realized maybe halfway through the movie. They did not need to do all that pandering to the 1994 nostalgia to get the the, the story across. So I don't know why they did it. I guess they did it just for the feels. Must be the Netflix algorithm or something. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it's pretty good. If you, if you like horror movies, if you like slasher flicks, I uh, I recommend 94. I haven't seen 78, but looking at the uh, the previews, it gives me like a, a Friday the 13th vibe because it takes place in like a sleepaway camp. And I, I don't know how the 1666 is going to... Maybe that's... Oh, I think they they, they do that one because it, it's like where it all started. Like this whole curse started with the in 1666. So that that's the only thing I can think of. So no, no, it was pretty good. If, if you like horror movies, you like slasher flicks, Check it out. It's pretty good. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to add to this episode? Um, no, not really. No, oh, okay. Oh, you know what? It, real quick. Um, uh, oh, wait, real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah. As it is, whatever. Uh, M- McGregor lost in a weird way, I guess. Oh, yeah. In UFC, him and what, what's his name? Poirier or something? Yeah. But he he get knocked out or he get he get I I saw him get punched and he fell down. But did he get knocked out or there was a medical stoppage? Yeah. He broke his own ankle, like dancing around. He broke his However, own ankle. Poirier said like in the kick exchange that he probably clipped his ankle and it it it, it, it probably uh, did a slight fracture. But yeah, he, he had a, a pretty uh, it, it was like. I wouldn't say it was like Anderson Silva type of thing, but yeah. it, was, it looked uh, it looked like it was uh, you know flopping around. Oh the shit! <laughs> that's yeah. wow, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, and everyone's all like, you know, the internet doesn't forget because McGregor said that he's gonna send uh, Poirier out of the ring in the stretches. No, yeah, they, I thought he was just going back to his old self, like his old um, yeah. cockiness. Oh yeah, dude, there was a, a, a terrible, like fluff piece with uh, with McGregor and Stephen A. Smith, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you know, he quote unquote stopped drinking or doesn't drink as much. Or, I don't know. I mean, things are own when it comes to stuff like that, right? Uh, um, however, uh, uh. He, he he did you know say a while ago that he, he cut back a lot on that. And, and, I mean that was part of his persona. But regardless, you know they're they're talking about that how he, you know he was basically like a, a WWE heel, you know, yeah. promos uh, to uh, 
I guess a more refined person. However, you know, I was watching the thing. You go back, and it wasn't too long ago when he was, you know, throwing the uh, the freaking uh, hand truck at the bus. <laughs> yeah, you I know? remember that? And causing like yeah. uh, lacerations and glass in the eye with some of the fighters. Crazy yeah, I'm like, man. I'm gonna go back on what I just said. Like, don't like, don't like be partying and be about the fast life and, and do shit like that, and then say. Yeah, I stopped drinking because drinking's bad. I'm like, no, dude, there's a lot of people who drink and I don't throw fucking hands up the bus. Not only that, but drinking's bad. Yeah. But drink my, my proper yeah. 12 whiskey, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah oh, yeah, that's it. But I still want proper 12 whiskey. <laughs> so if you're going to drink, go ahead and drink that, yeah? <laughs> yeah, but that's it, though. No, oh, but, sure. uh, you know, this this is the third time those guys fought in uh, uh, the Poirier. Uh, Beat him soundly last time, and uh, he was getting the best of him before it ended. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what this really means for Connor. Uh, Seems I mean, like that's it, right? Pretty much. I mean, he, he's got no titles. He, I mean, yeah, he might hit the comeback trail. However, like, when's it gonna start? Or who's gonna? Oh, you know what? Be? Logan Paul. Are they? There's the money match right there. Logan Paul versus Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> so sad fucking boxing has turned into man no what i wanted to ask you though was because uh, uh it was the third when we recorded this last um how was your fourth of july man was it was it cool was it quiet did you just just chill did you light off any fireworks did you go see any um it was chill we actually went over to um a, a friend's house and um they have a well they have two kids but one of the kids is the uh, is close in age with our daughter, so mm-hmm. uh, it's fun to, to see my daughter socialize. I mean, because of uh, well, I don't say daycare. I mean, uh, I mean, I said it before. Our, our mom watches our daughter. Yeah. But because of COVID, stuff, you know, she really doesn't socialize that much. So when she's around kids, it's, it's great because uh, she loves it. I mean, she socializes with, with her cousins and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, you know, she doesn't go to daycare. Not every day. Oh yeah, well, my my so, daughter yeah, didn't yeah. get socialized and she was until she was four. I mean, she had her yeah, cousin right. stuff, but we didn't put her in anything into preschool until she was four years old. You know, now that we're we're doing more stuff, it's it's cool to see her go out and socialize or just interact with the kids. So yeah, that was fun. They have this thing mm-hmm. where it's not like a slip slide, but it's like the same material. Yeah, and uh, you it's like a disc or I forgot what they called it, but. You connect the hose in it and, it and just kind of shoots water up and uh, and eventually forms like a little little pool of water. Like barely get your feet wet, but it's like you know it's, it's kind of like the new running through a sprinkler. It's like a okay. It's super safe because right? there's no metal parts. You know? Yeah. And uh, they put that on for him, and, and she totally loved it. You know, uh, got a little crazy too for a while too because <laughs> it is like slippery side material, so you can. Uh, you can what you call it. You slide. can't step on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and slide. <laughs> exactly. Right on. Um, yeah, we, we didn't go, even though the City Surprise did have their annual, well, they didn't have it last year, but their their traditional fireworks display, we, we stayed um, at my daughter's house, and I still had a box of, uh, uh, of safe insane um you know is f- fountains and sparklers and stuff and poppers so we, we we lit off those those are fun in fact uh i had some i got some videos she actually i gave her the lighter and she she lit her own for the first time she was really nervous too man she was she was uh, um very apprehensive in fact she let go of the the lighter because i had to do the lighter because she couldn't do it because it's you know child proof so i had to click it and then she had to put her finger on the button and then hold it and then go and so it, it took the first few times but after that like after the first time second time then she was like oh, i'm good i can do this by myself like you know stand back let me do this so it was uh her confidence uh um there was a definitely a learning a quick learning curve for her but yeah we had a good time we, we didn't go out but we stayed in and i drank some odell's i forgot what it was called mountain standard is their hazy ipa really good Really good. Uh, I I really enjoy Odell Brewing out of Fort Collins, um, in which I, I I visited before I even know who the who the hell they were. 
their their brewery. They have a place uh, down, uh, not in downtown, in Five Points, Denver. Now they have a tap room, but the ori- the original was in Fort Collins. All right, um, I think that does it for us. This uh, cold brew. Thank you for downloading yet again another cold brew episode. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we like to wish you cheers. So hand me one more. It's what I'm here for. I'm built for having a ball. I love the nightlife. I love my Bud Light. I like them cold and tall. I wasn't born for digging deep holes. I'm not made for paving long roads. I ain't cut out to climb high